0: This is an incredible deal. You don't want to miss it. Go ahead and sign up at com slash join.
1: Go ahead. Go into that darkness. Be sad. Be anxious. Like Be stressed. Whatever you need to do um, and sort of recognizing that it will work out somehow.
0: If you're a person who's looking to have more purpose in your life, if you're saying to yourself, I don't want to just go to work. I want to do my life's work. This is the show. Don't keep your day job. How do you figure out how to take your passion and turn it into a profit? You've got something that you've got to share with the world. I'm positive. That's why you're here. The show will not just give you inspiration, but some real life tools so that you can not just go to work and build someone else's dream. You can do the thing that you've always truly wanted to do. Make yourself the happiest Version of you. My name is Kathy Heller. I'm so happy that you're here. Thanks to BioClarity for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. BioClarity is a clean and green skincare brand that has products that just work. You can save 40% on skincare routines plus an additional 15% off everything on their website. That's an incredible deal, right? But you need to just enter the code DREAMJOB at checkout. Thanks to Robinhood for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Robinhood is giving my listeners a free stock like Apple. Ford or Sprint to help you build your portfolio, you can sign up now at dreamjob.robinhood.com. That's dreamjob.robinhood.com. Thanks to Kapari for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Kapari's coconut deodorant is aluminum-free, vegan, and does not contain silicone, sulfates, parabens, GMOs, or baking soda. Make the safe switch today by going to KapariBeauty.com dreamjob and save $5 off your first order. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I hope you guys had a good weekend. It was raining here in Los Angeles and the weather was sort of a mirror for how I was feeling this weekend. I've been learning the same lesson over and over again in my life uh, throughout my full 39 years on the planet. Do you ever feel like you always like come up against that same blind spot, that thing that you have to work on? You just like keep revisiting it. And it's okay, because I feel like every time this comes up, I see it a little clearer, and maybe I'm able to approach it in a way where I can be more free of this. But I feel like once and for all, I want to overcome. And I think sometimes we have to stop and recognize that it feels to me like we're all in recovery on some level from our childhoods. And you know, some people had really beautiful, healthy, wonderful family lives growing up. And mine was definitely, you know, challenging. There's a lot of darkness there mixed in. So I feel like sometimes there's these old survival skills that we have, things that we don't even realize we're still doing that at one point we did to keep ourselves safe or to keep ourselves in a place where we could get through whatever was going on. And now we realize these things don't serve us. And for me, one of those things is being such a people pleaser to the point where sometimes I'm having so much empathy for someone else and I'm so tuned in and I'm so highly aware of what this other person is feeling and what they need that I will not show up for myself or I will leave myself at the door and just be like a pretzel, like doing whatever I can to bend to what this person needs. And, um, you know, it's a gift to have empathy for people. But it's also really important to have a sense of taking care of yourself and you can have boundaries and you can be a nice person and say no sometimes and you can be a nice person and get your needs met and make sure that people are clear about what you need. So I've been processing that and my therapist said to me, she's like, you know, Kath, I'm going to give you an assignment and I think it's going to probably make you a little anxious, but I'd love to see what would happen if over the next two weeks you hesitated, you took a pause before you are sitting in a meeting, before you are sitting with someone and you dive into helping them and listening to their pain if you could just pause for a second and just make sure that you're okay and that you have the bandwidth for it or that it's appropriate like you don't have to take care of everyone's pain all the time we're not responsible for that all the time And um, I don't know if you're anything like me, maybe this is uh, resonating, but our guest today is fabulous and you guys are going to love her. And I hope that you'll go follow her on Instagram because she has 320 something thousand followers already because what she's doing, I think is extremely valuable. She's very vulnerable, but a few things that she's posted recently that I loved. um, One thing she wrote was stop romanticizing people who make you feel like garbage. How good is that? Right. I think some of us, deep down, because of the way we were raised or because of various things that have happened to us growing up, we sometimes feel like we should be so grateful when somebody is like the slightest bit kind that we deep down maybe don't feel as deserving of that kindness as we are. You deserve respect. You deserve people to be kind. And um, we have to raise the standard on what we expect from the people who we surround ourselves with. And our guest today, Danny DiPiro, we're going to talk about her in a second. She also posted recently a beautiful illustration of a Mary Oliver quote. And Mary Oliver is someone who I brought up a couple weeks ago. She recently passed away. She added so much light to the world. And um, Danny posted on her Instagram, she said, someone I loved once gave me a box full of darkness. It took me years to understand that this too was a gift. That's an amazing thought. And I just wanted to add that because for all the stuff that I've struggled with and will probably continue to struggle with as I make my way through life's journey, I look back and realize that all of the hard stuff, it really turns into so many of the ways that I can now serve the world. And so there's so many blessings in knowing what it's like to walk through fire and get through a storm because it shows you what your strengths are and it helps you take care of other people. And now it's just a matter of finding that balance, right? Like we want to serve the world, but you want to make sure that you're really taking care of yourself. And so... That's the thing I'm struggling with and there's lots of ways that that's been playing out in my life and I will keep you posted to see if I can continue to raise the standard and set better boundaries and it would be so great because then I can do even more. I could serve the world even more if I'm not underwater juggling and taking care of so many people that I'm feeling completely exhausted. So I have really really exciting news to share with you before we bring on Danny today. This is one of the coolest things I've ever announced ever. I wrote this book. Remember, I've been telling you that I wrote this book and I've been working on this book for a year and a half and my publisher, Macmillan, has been extremely supportive and I wrote this book and rewrote this book and I feel like I finally, finally got to a place where I wrote down all of the things that I felt were so important for me to share with the world. So this book has the same title of this podcast. It's called Don't Keep Your Day Job. And guess what? This book is now available for pre-order. This book is available for pre-order. So as of today, you can pre-order this book. Um, It's going to be available in all formats, hardcover, ebook, and audiobook. So you guys can go pre-order your copy of my book, Don't Keep Your Day Job. Today, you can visit our site, com slash book to learn more or find it at your favorite bookseller online. Uh, you can pre-order your copy on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or from your favorite local bookstore. The book will officially be released October 29th, 2019. So I know it's a little ways out, but it would mean the world to me if you guys would pre-order this book. The more of you that pre-order this book, the chances of us becoming a New York Times bestseller are so high if we have the support of this incredible community. And if that happens, I will be able to share this message far and wide across this world to help people see once and for all that they have something unique and they are worthy and that they should be busy sharing their perspective and their gifts with the world. And I would love to keep growing this tribe and to allow this movement to just spread across the globe so that people know that they matter and that more of us can continue to add our color to this tapestry. So it will absolutely help me to do that if you will go ahead and pre-order this book because that will help us become a New York Times bestseller. So take a second, go ahead, go to don'tkeepyourdayjob.com book and pre-order your copy so that you will get that book when it comes out October 29th. And between now and then, I will be sharing lots of fun perks and bonuses and cool surprises that will be available to those of you who pre-ordered. So I'm telling you, between you and me, it's a great idea for you to go ahead and pre-order that book now because you're going to get in on so many cool things. So thank you guys for supporting me. I can't even tell you what it means to me that you're listening to this show and that you show up the way that you do. I don't know if you realize how much you have changed my life, but I'm so grateful and it means the world to me. So I will not let you down. I will continue to show up for you and I'm here to support you. Also, I have another surprise for you. I would love to see you at the two-day Dreamtopia workshop, March 14th and 15th in Los Angeles at the beautiful Harmony Gold Preview House on Sunset Boulevard. I'm going to do another sale to help you with the cost of tickets. I would love for you to come hang with us, surround yourself with people who get it, soak up inspiration, take part in a sound bath, align with yourself. So we have a super sweet deal this week. You can use the code Valentine at checkout. Just go to dreamtopiaworkshop.com. And if you use the code Valentine, you'll get your ticket. Instead of it being $350, you'll get a ticket for $150. It's an incredible deal. It's an incredible value. Two full days of awesome speakers like Andy J Pizza and Amber Ray and Jeff Goins and Joy Cho and Sahara Rose and Amy Tangerine. So many incredible souls are going to be there. This deal will expire uh, Valentine's Day at midnight. So don't miss out. Ticket prices are only going to keep going up from here. The workshop is a once in a lifetime chance. I'd love to see you there. I'd love to give you a hug. So please join us for this incredible workshop. I cannot wait to spend those two days with you. Okay. So today on the show we have an amazing soul with us. I was mentioning her before, her name is Danny DePiro. She's a writer, illustrator and creator of the blog Positively Present, which is also her super popular Instagram account that I was talking about before. She's also the author of books like Stay Positive and The Positively Present Guide to Life. She's also published a ton of ebooks to help you with things like self-discovery or just a daily dose of inspiration to brighten up your day. What I love about her illustrations and her work is that it's reflective of how she really feels, even if those dark feelings like anxiety or stress or sadness, she makes it okay and normal to feel those things. I think it's so often that we're ashamed of our emotions and we try to put stuff aside and hide it, but we we need to give ourselves permission to sit with that and to express it and know that it's okay. And if you're part of the human race, we're all feeling that stuff all the time. I've been such a huge fan of Janu's work, so it's such a joy to talk to her. Before we dive into this, let's just say a quick thanks to one of our sponsors. So believe it or not, sometimes it gets a little chilly in LA and it's a little confusing. I start the day, I'm all bundled up and it's cold, but then I'm running around and by two o'clock I realize like I'm sweating, I'm super hot, but I've been able to keep things fresh and clean with the coconut deodorant from Capari. Capari's coconut deodorant is aluminum free. It's vegan and it does not contain silicones, sulfates, parabens. GMOs or baking soda. Whether you've got sensitive skin or you just don't want a bunch of questionable ingredients on your body, Capari's deodorant offers a cleaner option that works just as well. I use their coconut deodorant. I was so surprised how well it works. It doesn't leave any stains or weird residue on my clothes. Also, it doesn't irritate my skin, but best of all, it smells really good and I have that feeling like I just took a shower all day long. Along with their original coconut scent, Kapari offers a fragrance-free version of their deodorant. Plus, there's two new scents, beach and Gardenia, available now. Kapari offers a deodorant subscription, so you're never going to run out of deodorant again. It's shipped to you as often as you choose, automatically, for free. You can go to caparibeautycom slash dreamjob to make the safe switch to and save $5 off your first order when you subscribe. That's Kapari, K-O-P-A-R-I-Beauty.com slash Dream Job. KapariBeauty.com slash dream job. Okay, without further ado, please welcome the phenomenal Danny DePiro. Hi, Danny. I'm so happy you're here.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I love
0: it because I've been following you for a while and you really, in a beautiful way, are able to celebrate the human condition and help people to feel like they can make it through another day because somebody else gets it. So thank (laughs) you for the work that you do. You're welcome. So I want you to take us back and I want you to tell us where you were and I want to talk about that darkness and how that wound up turning into your message and everything else. So tell us the story.
1: Well, the story starts um, back in 2009. So it's been 10 years since um, I started Positively Present, which is pretty crazy. Um, Next week, it'll officially be 10 years. Um, So I was just at the point in my life, and I think a lot of people have this where I kind of thought of it as like a quarter life crisis. I was, you know, in my 20s, I, you know, had finished sort of, you kind of go through with school, or at least for me, like, you have this set path, you know, you go to grade school, high school, college, then I went on to grad school. And then you get out of it. And even if you know what you're passionate about, it doesn't always like happen right away. So I was working. Sure in um i started in an admin job i was an english major so i knew that i wanted to be a writer um i just didn't really know exactly where I wanted to go with my writing. And so I took an admin job. Then that led to marketing job. And I was just really unhappy in my job. I was unhappy in my relationships. I was unhappy with, you know, my social life. There was a lot of things that were just kind of like building. And so as one does, I went online and started looking up like happiness blogs and how to sort of make your life better because I had tried a bunch of different things. I tried, you know, switching jobs you know, breaking up with people, finding new people, you know, all kinds of things. And it seems like, (laughs) yeah, like, I think I started to realize that it was an internal situation, like, outside things weren't going to fix what was going on. So I needed to sort of deal with my internal stuff. And so Mm -hmm. I started reading a bunch of blogs. And as I was reading through it, I realized a lot of people seem to be coming from a place where they were happy and they were sharing how they were happy. And to me, I was like, well, I'm not a positive person. And I'm really struggling because I'm, by default, very negative. And, you know, how do I deal with this? And so that's when I decided to start writing about it and sort of share from, I guess a negative, oh you know, God. worry work so type of um, person, like how I was going to try to be more positive and make the most of my life. And um, at first, it started out as like a very personal, private project. Like I didn't really tell anybody in my real life about it. And I kind of just wanted to work on it. And as it grew and I started feeling more confident, then I shared it with people I knew. And then eventually, As it continued to grow, I decided, you know what, this is what I want to do. I want to take this, you know, hobby and make it my job. And so I worked for a long time saving up money um, so that I could leave my full time job. And I ended up actually working there part time for a while, um, which was nice for me to sort of transition and still have some income from that as I was working to move more full time to do positively present. And that's sort of how everything started. Um, oh my gosh! Way back in the day. Wow.
0: Okay. So we we need to stop and really, really celebrate. And honor how incredible that is because how extraordinary is it? And I want the listeners to hear this that you said, I was looking at things online, and so many things people were writing about how happy they were, and like, here's my life, and let me give you advice. And you said, I'm not like that, and I don't see that represented. So I'll go and write about that. Now, this is huge. I think that the universe and God, whatever you feel comfortable calling it, I think it wants it to be easier for us. I think there is so much shame around what we feel and we lose sight of the fact that truly what other people want is just to feel seen and connected. And you were like, I'll just start to talk about what's true, which is how I feel. And oh my gosh, it's so rare that a person has that miracle moment of understanding, I'm enough right now. This is actually magical enough. I don't need another degree. I don't need to be feeling better. I don't need to have something different to feel or say. I could actually show up in the world and add value by sharing my sadness, like th- like whatever's there. Like I mean, not everybody feels that way, but whatever you do feel. But don't you think... It would just be such an incredible blessing if every person right now listening knew that even their pain is valuable, that even their messiness and their anxiety could free somebody else out of a dark day. Like we're overlooking the obvious is what I'm saying. And you didn't. And I'm so impressed and proud.
1: Yeah, I think that it really, you know, the the point you're you're hitting on here is people just doing what feels true to them and not trying to necessarily be just like something else. And I think with a lot of businesses, you know, even if you're not in this sort of like personal development space – Um, it really is about like finding something that's a little bit different. And a lot of times it doesn't have to be something crazy different. Like I think sometimes people feel this pressure to be like, oh, I've got to be the next, you know, completely unique and nobody's ever seen this type of thing before thing. And I was listening to, um, your episode with Emily McDowell. Oh, isn't Um, she great? Yeah, she's so great. And there was something about, you know, just being yourself and that really resonating with people and not feeling like you have to like, I don't know, be something like so crazy different. Like she makes these amazing cards. Like she didn't invent card making, but she makes them in her own unique way that are so special. And so like, not like other cards. Yeah. Um, she just you know, said the like- funniest thing because
0: you know the Marie Kondo thing is like sweeping the nation, right? With the yeah. whole like, does this spark joy? Does this spark joy? So she just posted, is it okay if everything that you have around you sparks suffering? She's like, what does that mean? <laughs> so funny, Emily. It's so That's funny. It's so true. And it's, it's so, so true. And I just want to <laughs> highlight something that you, and I'm going to I'll share a link to your Instagram in the show notes for you guys because you're going to love her. You got to go follow Danny. But Danny, um, you recently just posted for the month of February. You were like, you know, but you posted a really cute, like, latte cup with like X's and O's and hearts. And you said, Hey, it's okay, if you struggle to say positive, it's okay, if you don't try to please everyone, it's okay, if you are a work in progress, if you fear your potential, it's okay, if you have some bad habits, it's okay, if you miss your old self, it's okay, if you feel exhausted today, it's okay, if you're overthinking it, it's okay, if you don't know the answer, like it's, thank you, Yeah,
1: you're welcome. And, you know, I want to say something about that particular post. There's one for every month that I made last year in 2018. The best. And the first one that I posted, I remember thinking – this is weird. Like, because it's like a coffee cup, you know, like latte right, type cup right. with words next to it. And I was like, Are people going to be like, What is this? Like, it right. just came to my mind. Right, I don't, right, right, I don't right, right, even right. drink coffee. Like, I don't know where it came from. No rhyme or reason. So, it just did it. Yeah, yeah. It just like came to me. And I was like, You know what? I'm going to post this. Like, is it kind of weird? Maybe. I don't know. And I felt like weird about it, but I was what like, else? Whatever. Like, yeah. this is my page. Yeah. I'm just going to do it. Go for it. And that was one of my most popular posts. Like, that really changed a lot for me. Like, that got shared by a lot of accounts. And I feel like that. That post is like symbolic to me of like be a little bit weird sometimes or just like do something like if it comes to you like if it's resonating with you it's probably going to resonate with other people like not everybody's gonna love it right like, that's fine but like you know I think that like gut instinct or whatever even if it seems weird yeah. um I think it's really important in terms of like, you know, standing out or yes. doing something a little different. And sometimes it's hard like to override that feeling of like, is this weird? Like maybe I shouldn't share this or post this or write this or make this or whatever. But I think that's like a symbolic post for me of like, oh, if you think of something, even if it seems a little bit strange or weird, like do it Just go with and it. see what happens. Exactly. So let's go back
0: to this story. So Here you were, and you're like, let's just go with this. I'm going to start writing about what I'm actually feeling, which takes tremendous courage. So there you were putting things out there. Now, this isn't to say that you were the only blog on the internet. There was a lot of stuff going on. 2009 (laughs) is not 1912, right? So there was a lot going on, and still you stood out and you built a huge following. Let's talk about what that looked like, what some of those big milestones were, how you feel that grew, and then we'll get to the next piece.
1: Well, one thing I definitely wanted to bring up is that I, and again, this kind of ties into what we were just talking about, about like the weird thing. Like I ended up getting a book deal not long after I left my full-time job. Wow! Um, and the way that I got that book deal was I did just get an email of somebody, you know, saying, we want you to write a book. And that is totally luck. But I do want to say the reason that my publisher contacted me was because of a blog post that I wrote about Alice in Wonderland, which is my favorite book and favorite movie. Mm. So I was writing about something that again, was a little bit weird, because Alice in Wonderland is one of those things that like some people are into some are not, like, it's not like, just writing a blog post, like 10 ways to be like, Stress free at work. It's a little bit more of a niche market to write about Alice in Wonderland, but I did it because I'm passionate about it. I like it, and they ended up contacting me because of that blog post. It kind of goes back to that point of like doing something that you feel, um, putting stuff out there that speaks to you, and then things will happen because of it. And now I don't discount that there was luck involved, coincidence. Like I think that's something that a lot of people don't always talk about, I think there's like sort of this, like I worked really hard and I tried really hard for years and years and years. And this finally happened. And that is the case for a lot of people. But then there are some people where it's just like you do one thing and there's like, you know, a ripple effect that you don't know what's going to happen. And that was years later after I'd written the post. So, you know, I guess just put out things that speak to you. Yeah, And I
0: want to just punctuate what you're saying, because we're all waiting for someone to come along and make things happen for us. And you just were moving forward, right? Like you're just, I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to wait for my big break. I'm not going to wait for there to be a knock at the door or the phone to ring. I'm just going to keep doing things. And so someone did find that. And what I think of my my personal opinion when you you were saying, well, some people work really hard for years and nothing happens, um, and then something finally does happen. I believe that we get led to what we're really supposed to do and that there's like a mercifulness to things. And so we should then get busy opening lots of doors and trying lots of keys and seeing which one is going to fit that lock because we just don't know sometimes what we're really meant to do and where we're going to serve the most, but the world will let us know when we're serving the most, I think. So you got a book deal. Now, why did you write a guide to living your life at home, being present at work, being present, being present in your relationships, being present in love, why is being present so important? And what are a couple things that we can learn about being present that you think are so vital?
1: The way it started was when I was first starting the blog, I was, you know, trying to think of a name and trying to think about what I really wanted to focus on and I did a lot of like journaling and taking like online quizzes and yeah. like just kind of messing around with like what was at the the crux of my issue for being unhappy. And it, it turned out for me that it was I was very negative, you know, I was always looking for the worst-case scenario, what could go wrong. And at the same time, I was very focused on what had happened to me in the past, what I had done, what had been done to me. And then also, you know, at that point in my life, very worried about the future. And I think a lot of us are like that way, no matter where you are in your life. Um, And so for me, I realized that what I really need to focus on if I wanted to sort of live the best possible life that I could was to try to be more positive and try to be more in the moment. Um, And those are both still big struggles for me like I will not I'm 10 years into this and I'm not at all like a guru I'm not an expert I'm not you know I am somebody who is doing the best I can and I think one of the things that has really resonated with people in terms of the brand and the blog posts and the book and everything is that like I'm coming at this from a relatable point of view. Like, okay, like you're not going to be able to meditate for like five hours a day every day, like for the average person. Like some people might be able to, and that's amazing and that's cool. But like for the average person, it's like, how do you try to make the most of the moment? And that's why the book, um, The Positively Present Guide to Life is broken down in the way that it is with you know work, home, relationships, because those were the areas where I had to sort of take what I was doing, sort of the, the walk your talk type of thing. And I wanted to share what I'd learned and what works for me. Now, do I always do the things I should do? No, like a lot of us, like we know the right thing to do or the best thing for us. And we don't always do it. But I think, you know, having the tools, which is what I try to put together in my book is like, One of the best things you can have so that when you are struggling to stay positive or stay present, you can say, all right, what can I do, you know, to make the situation better when it's not the most ideal situation?
0: Give us one trick that we can do to be a little bit more present, maybe one thing at work so we can just enjoy the time more.
1: I think one of the things that is the most important, um, and this applies for work and, and elsewhere, but is to start being paying attention to your thoughts. I, mean, I think that's something that a lot of us don't do consciously. Mm-hmm. It sounds weird because it's like, you're thinking your thoughts, you should know what's going on. But a lot of times we, we make situations worse for oh, ourselves. Yeah. Like if you're at work and you really hate your job and you want to quit and you want to do something else, but like you can't at the moment, you know, sitting there thinking this is miserable. I hate this. Um, I hate everybody here. I hate what I'm doing. Right. Like that's not, not going to do you any good. Um, Yeah. And and I know that's hard. Like, it's easy to say when you're not in the situation. But I also think like, that's where you need to say, okay, this sucks. What am I going to do to make it better? Um, Rather than just like complaining about Mm it. Um, And I think... In a work situation, sometimes complaining with other people, um, can sort of feel like a bonding thing, but I think that can bring you down as well. Um, not to say that you can't sometimes complain. I mean, anybody who's ever had a job is probably going to complain at some point, but I think being conscious of like how much negativity you're putting into your day. And, you know, for me, when I was at a job and I wasn't happy, you know, you have to sort of think of other ways to make yourself happy outside of work if you're not able to leave your job. Um. Um, and not just focus on how miserable you are in this one aspect of your life.
0: Yeah. How did you do that, by the way? How did that work? How did you build a successful enough blog for you to be able to leave your job?
1: Definitely consistency. At one point, I mean, at the beginning, I think I was blogging every day. Wow. Um, and then it got two, a few times a week, and then once a week. Um, and I was very consistent with that. Like, I think I only missed like a few times. So I think having a schedule for me was really helpful. And I think that you know, when it comes to like social media, blogging, anything like that, if that's something that you're interested in, consistency is so key and you you can decide what your level of commitment is to something, but you need something that's all the time, like that your audience is going to know, like every Monday there's a post or every day, like on Instagram, I post pretty much every day. So there's going to be a post like that.
0: Oh my gosh. I love everything you're saying, but before we keep going, let's just thank one of our sponsors. It's still early in the year, which means we're all still trying to get into those healthier habits. And what healthy eating does for your body, bioclarity does for your face. Their skincare line offers easy-to-use regimens and good-for-you ingredients that will give you great skin. I've used their Hydrate Skin Smoothie Moisturizer, and I love how soft it makes my skin feel. I also love their essentials routine for normal or dry skin. Just cleanse, restore, and hydrate. It comes with everything you need to nurture, hydrate, and restore your skin. Plus, it's packed full of detoxifying and calming nutrients, antioxidants, and a super special ingredient called Floraflux that you can only find in BioClarity. You can get healthier with more radiant skin by going to bioclarity.com. You're going to save 40% on skincare routines, plus an additional 15% off everything on their website. Just enter the code DREAMJOB at checkout. So go to bioclarity.com and get 40% off your skincare routines, plus an additional 15% off everything on their website when you use code DREAMJOB at checkout. What are some of the ways that you can even think about what content to put up? Like, What are the questions that you ask yourself I and mean, what could our audience learn from that? How to be generating great content? What are the things to be thinking about?
1: Well, for me, um, and this really does depend on your industry, but for me, it is very like I am the brand, even though I think people are much more familiar with Positively Present as a brand rather than Danny Depiro but like it is me. So the content that I do is really related to how I'm feeling. So if you like scroll through my Instagram and you see like different, you know, if there's a post about anxiety, like that's because I was anxious that day yeah. um, or something. So I feel like in my situation, that's it's very reflective of my real life. And I find it to be the most effective way. I mean, sometimes I'll just go and like, look at quotes online and like, see if something
2: inspires inspires me or
1: is interesting to me. But usually there's something going on that I'm feeling. And that like a lot of times also will be part of it. Like if I'm feeling anxious, then I might go look up if I don't have like an immediate thought because I do a mix of my own words and also quotes, like what's a good sadness quote that is interesting to to
0: me. Get that inspiration and kick that into gear. So I recently was listening to some incredible influencers who were saying that the data suggests that the posts that do the best and the blogs that do the best and the content that does does the best, things that go viral, it's not about the most informational content. It's not the most entertaining content. It's the content that reflects the feelings of the viewer to them. So that Uh makes a lot of sense why your stuff has done so well, because again, it's that empathy. Now let's talk about growing an audience because you've done that so well. And this is a big deal. What do you think our listeners could learn from you? What's your best advice? How did you grow this audience to be as big as it is? And how do you think that you grew it? What can we learn from that about growing an audience?
1: I think, like I said before, I think consistency is key. Interacting with your audience is key. And, you know, I think it's so cliche, but I think being authentic is so important. Being yourself, like even, you know, I think about different people I follow and they're not all like me. Um, It's not like I only follow people that are similar to me, but they all have this, you know, I feel like I know them in some way, like, and that they stand out from other people. Just because they're being themselves, not because they're doing anything crazy. Like, you don't have to, like, do tricks or, you know, act a certain way or dress a certain way or, you know, draw a certain way or whatever to, like, stand out. Like, you can just do your own thing and it's like it's so frustrating because I know like as a listener hearing like be yourself and like be authentic is like kind of abstract overplayed advice but I think there's a reason that things like that like sayings like that have lasted yeah. so long is because they they're true and because it really resonates with people and I think I'm pretty sure it was on the the podcast with Emily it's like there's nobody else like you even if you have similar experiences with people like. Even if you have the exact same life path as somebody else, you're still different um, because you're you. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. Like they think they have to have like something extra special to like start a blog or, you know, have a popular Instagram account or whatever. But it's like you just have to be yourself and people will like that.
0: A hundred percent. And you're right. There is a reason why that gets said over and over
1: yeah, and I also think you know, with Instagram, for example, um this is only one social media platform or whatever, but it's like I'm pretty sure one of the most popular right now. But I think I post something every day. I really try to be authentic in what I post. I try to interact with people. Um, I also have had the good fortune to have like bigger accounts share my work. How does
0: that usually happen? How do they find it? I guess that's the question. Let's say you're really honest and sweet and you're posting every day. And nobody knows that your account is there. Like, do you think eventually it people just find it, or do you think you have to do other kinds of content? Or do you need to collaborate with other people? Or do you think you just stay the course and eventually someone will find it and then it takes off?
1: I think it's a it's a combination of trying all different things. I think part of it is luck, you know, when a bigger account asks to post your stuff. But I also feel like a lot of it is just consistent posting. And also another thing that has only happened to me within like, I'd say the last couple of years is having like a really clear style. And for me, that's an illustration style, because that's what I do. And I do everything in my own handwriting, and I draw it myself. So like, obviously, even though people, you know, if they try to copy it or something, you're not going to be right, me. Right, right. like, I'm literally using my own handwriting. Right. So it's like having something where people see it, and they'll say, Oh, that's that brand. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the things that I've hit on with my Instagram in particular, is this sort of mix of very consistent styles you know it's mine but it's always different so it's like if you just have like let's say you just had like a colorful background and white text as your quote and you had like a quote and you change the color background every day or something that's changing it but it's not changing it enough to like grab people's attention it's like you have to be consistent enough that people know it's you but different enough that like they're like oh I didn't think about that. And I think that with like a lot of businesses in general is kind of a key intersection of like getting more and more growth um, and attention because- you're different, but you're the same.
0: No, I do. (laughs) The message is really the same message. That's the thing is that people know what message, it's like a different channel. If you're trying to have 15 different messages, right, for all aspects of yourself, um, that's a little bit more confusing. So that's, that's a good point. Now let's talk about When people are looking at you and they're seeing this, they're probably going to be like, well, that's amazing. She has hundreds of thousands of followers and it feels like there's no way to possibly get there, right? What would you say to someone who feels like there's no room for me? It's already been done. How would I ever get that many people to listen to what I'm doing? What's your advice for someone who feels like, why does it matter? Is there any room for me to share my truth?
1: I think that um, going back to the point I said before about like, when you're yourself, like there's no one else that's like you. So, you know, no matter how much people might be doing something similar, like there are plenty of blogs, there are plenty of Instagrams, there are plenty of Instagrams who, you know, draw things who try to have inspirational or authentic messaging. Like, it's not like I'm the only one that's doing this. But I think that If you're doing stuff that's original and it's yours, um, it's always going to stand out. And I think that's another point, too, is that, like, I know that on Instagram there's a lot of curation going on. And, you know, I have mixed feelings about it because because bigger curation accounts have shared my work. That's led to me having more followers and growing. But at the same time, like, when we have all these accounts that just share other people's work, Um, It can be tricky for the people who are creating original content. However, I do feel like if you, you know, want to share other people's work, that's fine. But I think always incorporating your own stuff as well um, and getting people to know, you know, whether it's your face or whatever, it depends on your brand, or if it's like your own art or your own thoughts or whatever, like having something that is completely unique to you or your company Is really what's going to have people coming back and it's really what should motivate you when you're starting out to realize that like, yes, there's a million other people doing these things, but no one is going to do it the way that you do it. and. You just have to try a lot of things, too. I think that's another thing that I would say to people that are, you know, really want to grow and stuff is the first thing you do might not be the most successful thing. That's right. um, Or it might evolve into something else. And I mean, when I first started Instagram, uh, you know, it was a lot of creating quotes and putting them up there with different backgrounds and like using apps and stuff which a lot of people do. Um and then it got more and more like, well what can I make um on my own that's not just like using yeah. an app and kind of grew from there. So, I think being open to trying new things and also not so like set like this is the only thing that I do or the only way I'm going to do it will definitely lead yes. to growth. Okay,
0: I want to cover a couple more things. One thing is I feel like people are listening and they're thinking to themselves, what are they talking about? How do you make money from a blog or an Instagram? What is she talking about? She's not, I don't get this. Like, how is she generating income? So how does it work? And are there other ways to generate income beyond the blog itself?
1: Yeah, you've brought up the good point about diversity in income. Um, I think a lot of people think, oh, like a blog, Makes money somehow, um, and I don't have any ads on my blog, so my blog itself does not make money. I do have sponsored posts on there from time to time, and that brings in income. But a lot of my income is from book sales, from the sales of my planner, from the sales of my eBooks. Um, like you, I do speaking events. That is definitely huge money maker. Primarily, I'd say most of my income comes from custom design work, which is. Kind of like almost behind the scenes because that's not what you see. But I, you know, one thing I would say is that I don't make a lot of money. When you're doing something like Instagram, you're not getting paid. Nobody's paying you to do that. And, you know, that's my choice. Nobody's also making me draw something for Instagram every day. But, you know, there is like the transition between, you know, people loving your Instagram stuff and like, how do you get them to buy your artwork? How do you get them to buy your book? And, you know, there's a whole sales aspect, too, that is a bit of a struggle if you are, like, I like to think of myself as, like, a purely creative person. Like, I don't really want to right. sell.
0: First of all, I just want the audience to know you do make a living doing your creative stuff. But what we're, what you're talking about is you're not yes, making
1: I, I do a, make good a living. living. You're
0: doing great. You're making more than a lot of people. So that's great. And that's amazing. And you should celebrate that. But it's interesting to me, um, all the things that you just brought up. And I also want to share that when Daniel Pink was here, he said something that really helped me a lot. He said, Listen, he said, if you have something inside of you, whether it's a thought or an idea or some compassion or a piece of software or a piece of jewelry, if you have something to bring to the world that is going to make a difference for someone else, he said, You have an obligation to share that with the world, because it's going to make the world better. And I said, gosh, that really gives people permission. And he goes, no, no, you didn't hear me. He said, I didn't say permission. He said, I think it's a moral obligation, because if you keep that to yourself, and the more that you don't share it, he said, I find that that's holding something back that you were given that only you have, that the world absolutely needs to function in a more beautiful whole way. I just, for whatever it's worth, don't you just love that? I mean, I had never heard it put that way. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I have a few more questions, but first, let's just take a quick ad break. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, all commission-free. While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all your profits. Plus, there's no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view some stock collections such as the 100 most popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio. You can discover new stocks and track your favorite companies and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners of Don't Keep Your Day Job a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. You can sign up at Robinhood.DreamJob.com. As we're sort of Summing up, let's talk about the anxiety. Let's talk about what it feels like. Let's be really honest together and talk about what some of those dark days feel like. And then let's help people understand how you get through those days because you've done such a good job of turning those lemon days into lemonade days. So let's talk about that.
1: I think for me, anxiety, it's, it can be physical, um, but it also is just like the mental um, rumination, the like thoughts. And I think as like over the years, as I've really focused on that, paying attention to my thoughts um, and really trying to be aware, I know when things are coming and I know sort of where it's going. And sometimes I go with it. Sometimes I'm like, you know what, go ahead, go into that darkness, sit there be sad, be anxious, like be stressed, whatever you need to do, um, for a set amount of time. And a lot of times, like for me, it's almost like the nighttime I'll be anxious. And then the next day I'm like better. Um, and I've seen that happen so many times that I'm like, okay, just go to sleep. Like you're going to be better tomorrow. You're going to, you know, it might not be perfect tomorrow, but like you're going to feel a little bit better. Um, so I think, recognizing that whole concept and and that was in my most recent Instagram post about like you're not going to feel this way forever um And that's important also when things are going really well and you're feeling really happy um, and you're like, oh my gosh, life is amazing, um, to really relish in that feeling as well because that won't last forever either. That's Um, true. And sort of recognizing the, the temporariness of everything, it's kind of cliche, but like thinking back onto something you were so stressed about like five years ago you probably don't even remember now. Or if you do, you know how it was resolved. Um, So I feel like so much is recognizing that it will work out somehow. It might not be, you know, right away. Um, And when you're dealing with something really difficult, like, you know, loss or, you know, death or a, a change that you didn't want in your life, it can be really difficult to sort of see that and realize that it's temporary and realize that like in the midst of like despair, you're gonna someday feel better. But I think also some of it comes with age like having been through heartbreak or loss and then you, you know, realize like, yes, It still hurts, but once you've had that happen enough times in your life, you start to realize, okay, like whatever I'm dealing with now is going to be like that, but I will eventually feel better. So I think keeping that in mind is something that really helps with my anxiety. And I also find that that talking about it, um, whether it's, you know, on Instagram, you know, mentioning it or drawing something about it um, or talking with, you know, friends or family or something really helps lessen it more than you would think like just like being open about it because I think hiding things and like trying to avoid it is always what makes it worse like when I try to avoid feeling sad or anxious like rather than just letting myself do it and and kind of move on or move through it I guess I find to be a lot easier and also especially on like Instagram or something like seeing other people that are like I needed this or I'm going through this or I was you know having a panic attack and I saw this and helped me you know those kinds of things like not only make me realize that I'm not necessarily alone in the way I'm feeling, but I'm also like, oh, well, I can help somebody by, like, sharing what I'm doing
0: as well. so huge. Everything you just said is – it's like medicine. People need to hear all of those things. And, (laughs) I mean, you can never, never, never hear that enough. And um, it should be talked about every single day and and multiple times a day.
1: Yeah, well, I think a lot of times, too, people – think, like, certain things are going to fix them, like, oh, well, if I could leave my job and have, you know, my own career, then I would, everything would be better, and I wouldn't be anxious, or if I could have more Instagram followers, I wouldn't be so anxious, or, Mm. you know, and it's like, all this stuff is, like, external, and you really have to focus on the internal and sort of get to the root of it, and, you know, you can do that by yourself, you can do it with a therapist, you can do it however you need to do it, Um, but I think having, you know, self-awareness is key and then also I personally find that having a creative outlet I honestly believe that like creativity is for everybody like even if you're like I don't draw or I don't like you know know how to do art or something I personally feel like and I think this will end up being my next book like precursor right now but like I feel like creativity is one of the things that like saves me the most not only my own creativity but when I hear like a really good song that I can relate to or I see a piece of art or you read a book that like you're like wow that moved me like all of that stuff is so important and when you think about like even like really old cultures like so much of what we know about them is like their art and or their Mm -hmm. writing or something and that stuff like it's because it really matters to people and it really you know even if you're quote unquote an uncreative or not creative person like there there's all kinds of ways to be creative but I think having some sort of outlet to express your Mm -hmm. you know feelings whether it's art writing whatever even just talking like if you just talk out loud to yourself or something like or a therapist you know getting it out and expressing yourself however it is is really key for dealing with your problems no matter what they are i think the worst thing we can do is like try to avoid them and pretend we're not having Mm them um because that I have tried and never,
3: ever
0: works. That's it. And you have, you have so many good Instagram posts, but one of them from a while, it was like last summer, you said something like, what you hide controls you. And there's studies that show that um, when they've given people these fMRIs and they've you know instructed them to just notice their feelings and, and name a feeling like, oh, that's interesting. I'm feeling anxious. Or right now I'm feeling really sad. Immediately, actually everything in your body calms down because you're integrating what you're feeling. You're not running from it. You're not resisting.
1: Yeah. I mean, it comes back to what you were saying before also about people wanting to be seen and understood. Um, Yes. So it's like, we have to do that for ourselves. Yes, exactly. Like see yourself and like, try to understand yourself. And I think that, you know, self exploration, you know, self awareness and it takes time. Like you have to pay attention to what you're feeling. And I think, for a lot of my life i was just like reacting like you would be like upset or anxious or this or that instead of being like okay what is this really about cuz that's another yeah. thing a lot of times it's not what you think it's about like you get mad at work but it's really because you're you know going through a difficult time in your relationship or something you know it's like yeah, so course. many things impact other things um and if you're not dealing with the right thing you're not going to solve the issue
0: <laughs> and that's how it is for me is like i'll make myself so busy and i won't that's like a way for me not to notice and then like my throat starts to hurt or my back starts to hurt. Right. Your body will tell you to. Yes. And as soon as that happens, I think to myself, I'm feeling something that I'm not dealing with. And then I think about what it is. And then sure enough, like my back feels better three days later, once I deal with it. And when we start to create, whether we're writing music or we're making pottery, your feelings come out, right? It's yes. like you get in the flow and you start to make a space to actually slow down and stop running and stop checking your right. phone. And, and it gives you, start you a to way to be things. present.
1: You know, really you really do get yes. into that flow. Um, and 100%. I personally find that creativity is one of the only ways that I get into that flow, but I mean some people do with work or whatever, but yeah. you know, getting right. into that where you are fully engaged in the moment and you're, you know, Yes. It, it's a really cool feeling and it is it like It is a
0: really cool feeling. It's an escape yeah. in a
1: way, but like I feel like a healthy escape rather yeah, than like is. other escapes that I've tried that are not so healthy. <laughs> right, right, right
0: my husband and I went to a play recently and, um, when we were leaving, he was like, what did you think? And I'm like, I didn't cry. I want to cry. Like I, this play doesn't make me cry because it wasn't a sad play, it was happy. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to go to happy place. I was like, <laughs> I think I go to see a play or a movie because I want a space to feel the things that are like in my blind spot and I want to feel them and let them out. And I think everybody has so many tears that just need to come out and we need to make that space. And so I'm so grateful that you're in the world showing up doing what you're doing because you are helping people feel those feelings. And I love this conversation. I love that we got to be so open about it. So thank you for being here. It was You're so welcome. Great. Thank you
1: so much for having me. I'm really glad that we got a chance to talk.
0: Me too. So tell us as we're leaving just where we can find you.
1: You can find me on positivelypresent.com and positivelypresent on Instagram is my go-to um, social media platform, but I am on all of them. So if you just look for me um, on any platform you'll find me there. But I highly recommend Instagram because that's where I'm doing the daily stuff um, that people really seem to like.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's so great. Danny, thank you so much for being here. It's such a treat to get to know you.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: How amazing is Danny, right? All right, here are some takeaways. Number one, you don't have to do the craziest thing to be unique. Just do what feels true to you. Number two, take people on your journey. There's no need to be an expert just to share your experiences enough. Number three, be aware of how much negativity might be in your day. Instead of thinking this sucks, maybe you could think, how can I make this better? Number four, consistency is key. Stick with your level of commitment. Number five, be authentically you. When your work is originally yours, it will always stand out. Number six, let yourself feel the anxiety, the stress, and the sadness. But remember, it will not last forever. All of those feelings will pass, I promise. Number seven, talk it out. The worst thing sometimes is just trying to avoid that pain. Number eight, let creativity be your healthy escape and use it as an outlet to express all those feels and everything that you are. All right, we have a cheat sheet where you can get a list of these takeaways and some great discussion questions. Just go to our show notes. You'll find the link to the cheat sheet there. Also, I would highly recommend that you join a meetup group. You can be joining one of these Don't Keep Your Day Job listening groups. You can share your thoughts there. You can share these questions with each other and be a sounding board for one another. So there's a link in the show notes as well if you want to sign up and find a group local to you so you can have some support and some accountability. Don't forget there's a Dreamtopia Workshop deal, only $150 for tickets. If you use the code Valentine, go to DreamtopiaWorkshop.com, use the code Valentine. That will expire on February 14th at midnight. Thank you guys for listening. It is an honor to share this life with you, to spend this time with you. Please make sure to subscribe on Apple or wherever you listen. It'd be so cool if you could share this episode or any episode that you love with a friend or two friends. It helps us so much and it might change their day. I'd also be incredibly grateful if you left us a rating and a review on iTunes or wherever you listen so we know how much you're loving this show. It helps other people find the show so we can have a bigger impact and continue to have this domino effect of more brilliant souls who need to shine their light and make an impact in the world. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being here. I love hearing from you. If you'd like to reach out, I read all of my DMs. You can find me on Instagram at kathy.heller. And don't forget, you can now pre-order the book. You can go to don'tkeepyourdayjob.com book and you can go pre-order this book. And there's going to be so many cool perks and surprises that we are going to offer just to those of you who pre-order. So I'm telling you, it's worth it go pre-order that book and you will be giving back so much to me. I can't even begin to tell you. I'll leave you with a song of mine and I'll talk to you on Thursday. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com.